That's sort of where I step in to help people like optimize themselves and use all of these little techniques from vast resources. It just really works. Like just some of the stuff that we've had and the results that have come through with the coaching have just been just so amazing and like really heart opening, to be honest. So you're like their spotter. Yeah, sort of like a life spotter. <laughs> That's right. That's a great way to put it. I spot people with their lives instead of on the bench press. <laughs> it's like, I got your life, bro. <laughs> this is Super Fast Business with James Schramko. James Schramko. Helping you build your business super fast. fast. James Schramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 868. Today, we're really going to be confronting you as a person. That's fully a quarter of the things I talk about at Superfast Business. And that is, if you're not right, your business has got no chance. And to get into this area, I've brought along a new special friend, Corey Beltwell. Welcome to the call. Hey, thanks so much for having me, James. You had me on your show recently, which I'm very grateful for. You've got this amazing community of young entrepreneurs who are kicking butt, achieving goals. And the, the highlights for me, with you and your audience, the attributes that I see that really excite me about this next generation is the ability to have that discipline, not just in business and work focus, which is sort of, that's an old school thing, but where I'm seeing some really interesting stuff is discipline in the health and fitness side of that, looking after yourself, really new and exciting approaches coming through because I've seen you know, even some of my kids or whatever, they're doing some things that probably you used to do before you had your transformation. So I want to talk a bit about your journey in that transformation as we talk about today. Also, I'm going to run a scenario past you and see if I can get your real response. We have not talked about this before. You've never seen what I'm going to show you. So it'll be really interesting to catch your reaction to this as someone from the fitness professional arena. But what I love about you is you just get so clear on what you do. You are a reminder a little bit of some of the attributes I had as a younger entrepreneur that helped me get through. And if we can share some of this DNA to our listener, that would be a huge success today. Now, you're coming at this show, you're 28 years old now, and you've already had quite the journey. You must already think, gosh, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations to get to this point. And for a lot of people, they haven't even started yet by that age. So Let's just go back into this. At some point, you went through business at university. You went into a traditional job. You didn't love it. You found yourself doing things like business dashboards and developing programs and things. What is it about the traditional pathway that you started to feel resistance about? Well, first, I'd just like to say thanks so much for coming on our podcast as well, by the way. We've had so much good feedback on that. So thank you. Awesome. And thanks for saying all those really nice things. I, like, I take them in completely. One of the things in terms of when I first got into business that I was sort of saw, which kind of distracted me immediately was just sort of the health of everyone that works in there. And because I'm so focused and done so much health and research and knowledge of just like everything possible to sort of optimize myself prior to getting a job and getting into the industry was I was like, man, people could be working so much better in here and getting so much more done, like in a business. And I remember having a conversation with a leadership trainer his name was Scott Way and he was like a really good leadership trainer. I just sort of started saying like, wouldn't people be able to work better if they were like healthier? I somehow brought that into the conversation. And he was like, yeah, there's actually so many studies around people when they sort the hells out of how much more productive and efficient and happy and like more that they can get done within a business or a work sense. And that sort of just set my mind thinking, like tick, ticked off. And I 
didn't stop just like researching on those things. And then I started doing presentations and things at work and trying to help people out. I'm not sure if that 100% answers your question, but I hope it's sort of leewayed there a little bit. It does. It's like you instantly arrived to an environment where people had no knowledge. They were completely ignorant of the thing you had a high degree of awareness of. I think you've been competing in fitness competitions since you were 22 years old. Yep. You can't tell now with, you know, on screen, I'm looking at you, your t-shirt on, but when I see some of your Instagram stuff, you've done a lot of work on your body. What were the competitions you were competing in and how well did you go? So I did my first competition was the year I was 21 and I just turned 22. And I'd been training for a very long time in the gym because I did it all naturally. And I've been training in the gym, like without the use of perform enhancing drugs, like no steroids. And I'd been training for a very long time, which is what's given me the upper edge. I started training when I was at like 17 and it wasn't until I joined a gym at the age of 21 is when I actually joined a gym because I had a home gym, which was pretty good. <laughs> it was a pretty good home gym. But it wasn't until I joined the gym where people were like, oh, maybe you should compete. So I started focusing on competing and did my first competition and I was 22 and I competed in a ICN or INBA competition, as people might know, which is like natural bodybuilding. And I won the first time as I come second in the novice and I came first in the, it was like men's, I can't remember, that was another men's one. And then I came first and, had like, and I went to the overalls and that was like my first taste of victory. And I was like, yes, this is fantastic. And I've always sort of used like the bodybuilding comps for myself personally, not as in like a get there to flex off, but like a, a display of hard work because to change your body composition is, is just ridiculous. And one of the best things that I guess that people don't always know is that fat loss and the health of the body directly correlate to brain performance and like productivity. It's just nuts. One of the links that I found after my first comp was that I've been extremely productive and really happy recently. A lot of things in my life have just gone really well. And I'm like, when I had the time off and I stopped competing, things went back to not as good as normal. I was like, okay, what can I do here? Well, let's set another goal. Let's compete two years and compete again. From there, I competed in a PCA competition, which is like a Southern Hemisphere competition. And I competed in the physique category because as a natural athlete, I've got no chance against the bodybuilders. They're just way too big. <laughs> so I competed in the PCA competition and got first in Australia for that. And then I wanted to go to the, like, the real big league. I competed in the WBFF the next year, which is 2019. And I put my heart and soul into that prep and I did it as healthy as possible, which was one of like the biggest keys. And I just Everything in my life sort of just went really, really well. I learned so much. I had so much personal growth that I was like, I kind of need to share this with other people. I had so much like transpersonal and interpersonal and like self-reflection in terms of how to upgrade my mind and my own consciousness in terms of being able to make the best decisions and like be a better version of myself mentally, not just physically. And did a whole bunch of manifestation, meditation, visualization technique type of stuff and we got pro and won that competition. So won the WBFF and ended up getting a pro card. And I sort of haven't stopped since. And from there, I was like, well, if I haven't self-validated myself now, like <laughs> this has definitely been the, like, the best excuse. So that was a really good excuse to help myself feel worthy and go out there and, and just share all of the gifts that I learned with everyone else, which is what I've been doing now. So thanks for the question. Well, are you saying that you have been competing without the use of steroids and so forth? No, so I did it all naturally. So right. training from the age of like 17 and WBFF is like, it's an untested competition. So you're going up against guys that could potentially be on performance enhancing drugs, but there's two different categories. You've got muscle model. Those guys are really big. 
And then the fitness category where the guys are a little bit more aesthetic. So obviously I'm going to compete in the fitness category because I'd have no chance against the guys in the muscle model. They're just way too big. Well, I think, you know, from an outsider, I mean, I used to go to the gym when I was a kid too. We all wanted bigger guns to show off to the girls and stuff. <laughs> but I think you've got it right because I think some of those people who are overcooking it, they just look a bit unnatural to me. And what seems to be clear is there must be a lot of downsides for you know taking all those things, horse steroids and stuff and growth <laughs> hormones. Some of them are you know bleeding from their butt or getting shrinking balls or you're, you know they can't even run to the end of the street. So would your observation be similar that people who are cheating the results are not getting the same sort of payoff that you are in terms of feeling good and having continued momentum? That's just so specific and it completely depends because there is some way that like testosterone, there's just way too many drugs because I've done some research into it. And there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there is a just, lot. There's well, just not, too much. <laughs> like, yeah. Lots of guys my age are talking about testosterone. They're taking testosterone supplements, yeah. you know, because they just feel like they've got no motivation. They're not very active anymore. So, okay. I guess you're saying it depends. I'm kind of looking for a metaphor here because- what you're talking about doing the organic path seems to be really helping you in all other aspects of your life. It is. And I would say the way that I've done business over the last 10 years, at least, has been a more organic way doing this podcast, just in the trenches, helping my customers in my coaching forum. That's really been my core recipe. And I didn't go for the performance enhancers like big launches or massive affiliate programs or reciprocal mailings and all of that stuff. So I feel like I've ended up with a more natural version of business. And I can see this is what's happening to you. Like life just seems to get better when you are doing the exercise. These days more than ever, probably it's very important to be getting out there and having a little bit of sunshine and vitamin D, eating well. And the things that really I remember when I'm watching your social feed when you're ripping into a tin of sardines and you're saying stuff like, you know, do people still think you need to have boiled chicken and rice? Is that still a thing? And it's like you've just moved quantum leaps on in terms of nutrition and diet and bringing that colorful conversation into a realm that would definitely have been stereotyped as that. I remember working with bodybuilders and in the lunchroom, they'd have their big tubs, plastic <laughs> tubs with this anemic looking protein. Yeah. And they were religious about it, but it didn't look very attractive to eat. Oh, for sure. And that's one thing I'd like to just like speak to really quickly as well with this, just quickly on the organic stuff is my mindset to things. If people were to use drugs, it's like in terms of testosterone, it's do all the organic stuff first, which obviously works the same way in business. Get yourself completely in peak health optimal condition because using anything else that's going to really enhance stuff is just going to be stress on the body the same way that it could be financial stress somewhere else. So in terms of like optimizing that is definitely a priority first and then up to anyone else to make their own decisions with their body and everything else. But I mean, when it comes down to like even just foods like using chicken and broccoli, man, that's just so outdated. Like you can literally just get a DNA test. It'll cost you a couple hundred dollars and you can go to like dnafit.com and they come, they get a swab, put it in your mouth, send it off. And you get this complete panel of like what you should be eating. And it's like, cool. Eat that, see how you feel. I bet you're going to feel 10 times better. You feel 10 times better. And it's like, cool, 
Now you want to start optimizing yourself, which is going to be get a little bit leaner so that you have anti-aging pathways and your brain gets activated and you get like super switched on and that your body's constantly removing toxins. And then the other one, let's get a little bit stronger so that we can live as long as possible in the best body as possible because like strength training just directly correlates to basically how long you're going to live and how much energy that you can have and you've got to train it to get it up. So in terms of like once you get your DNA report and you figure all of those like things out what you should be eating, then you just manipulate it a little bit. And like, for example, like for people who are really stressed out, it's just a little tip that I learned like last week and it's just fantastic is to really calm down your stress levels is you want to have a really high quality carb with B vitamins. And it's very hard to find carbohydrates that have B vitamins in them. It's like, it's very hard. You have to get all this weird type of stuff, like all this quinoa, mung bean, like whatever I don't know who it is. This is some crazy stuff to try and find it. Or you can buy nutritional yeast, which is extremely cheap, extremely affordable. It tastes like cheese and you can just put it on your potato or rice or something like that. And that really allows you to calm down. And if you can calm down your stress later on in the day, because a lot of business people that I work with is like, you know, they just cortisol levels are high all day. They're just so busy. There's so much demand. They're making so many big decisions. There's, there's so much going on and they want to be optimized for that. So it's like, well, what do we do throughout the day? And a lot of the stuff isn't just diet and nutrition. A lot of it's mindset, like consciousness stuff, which is a whole other topic of conversation. But still, in terms of just like stress levels, you have carbs with a bit of B vitamins, stress levels drops, allows you get a good sleep, you get a good sleep you wake up feeling fantastic and you're ready to go again. So it's just like a little tip there that I found extremely useful the past couple of weeks. Well, two things on that. One is where do we go and find out about your nutrition tips and follow your social media so we can see about these sardines and yeast things. <laughs> you're, you're often posting food tips. I like it. I like following your account. I'm learning plenty from it. Oh, thank you. you know, which is why you're here. My audience needs to get more Corey Beltwell in their life. So <laughs> where do we go to get this information? You can mention your podcast or your Instagram. Yeah, there. Thank you so much. So, Instagram is just Corey Boutwell. So, Corey with an E, Boutwell was spelt like about a well, but just take out the A's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a podcast called Corey Boutwell Podcast. If you just type that into anything, please follow, subscribe. I've got like a whole bunch of my first episodes are all about like how to optimize all the physical side of things. And then the last sort of bunch are now all being like sort of the spiritual mindset type of stuff, which has been quite fantastic. But also it's on Corey Boutwell podcast. If you type that into YouTube, head there. Then I have a website, coreyboutwell.com. I have a whole bunch of articles on there, which extremely useful because I've provided like little screenshots at the bottom of the articles, which I think is a really good tip. So people who are like, oh, what's this? Like I got a shopping list or something here. You can go down, take a screenshot, head down to the shops. All right, just buy these things. <laughs> so, well, look, you know, my grandfather used to tell me when you're getting advice, pay attention to who's giving it. And what I do like about your information is like, you just look healthy <laughs> and you do have a great personality and mood and demeanor around, you know, and I've seen this consistently over a long time and that's where people often fall down. They've got their show and then there's their real self and I can see you're just integrated. Now, in terms of the mindset thing, this will be fun. I think we'll, we'll do an experiment. Let's just talk about the kind of people you're helping. I mean, obviously people would assume that you're just helping bodybuilders look good on stage, but that's not really what you're doing most of your work uh, with. Tell me about who you're helping and then I'm going to give you a coaching scenario to hypothesize <laughs> around. All right, for sure. So I basically, a lot of people who reach out to me are entrepreneurs who have had business success, financial success, or they've had some sort of success in their life, but they're at that point where they're like, all right. Who can I talk to? Who do I see? Because I want to invest into myself and I want to become like a better version of myself. And essentially, 
because I've just been doing a whole lot of research for uh, and just so much self-reflection and some really good programs, like I've spent so much time and energy and focus into those things that I've sort of developed a base range of knowledge. And as you said, I'm not trying to like boast myself a little bit here, but I'm, I'm really quite proud in myself for integrating myself. I try to be as authentic and as vulnerable as possible. And it's not even try to, I just be that because I don't accept anything else. And sometimes it can be a little bit challenging, but like I welcome it. And one of the best things that have done that is people sort of acknowledge that and they're like, well, how do you do that? And it's like, well, there's just a whole bunch of different areas in terms of just like relationships, self-confidence, the physiological stuff, which mind and body, there's figuring out like where you want to go, the impact you want to create, what hierarchies you're actually climbing, a lot of different like exercises and things where we sort of dive really deep into someone because they want someone who's authentic, who can just hold them accountable and not like beat them up and like, and just really like have their backs with a few different things. And that's sort of where I step in to help people like optimize themselves and use all of these little techniques from vast resources and it just really works like just some of the some of the stuff that we've had and the results that have come through with the coaching have just been just so amazing and like really heart opening to be honest so you're like their spotter <laughs> yeah sort of like a life spotter <laughs> that's right that's a great way to put it i spot people with their lives instead of on yeah. the bench press <laughs> it's like, I, I got your life bro <laughs> feel free to use that Corey yeah. Beltwell, life spotter tm <laughs> um, i'm going to open up a file here this is a scenario that's played out recently for me. And I like to integrate things that are going on in the real world into my podcast because I find this is like it's good energy to feed off. So I'm just opening up a comment. At the moment, one of the things we do on Facebook is I'm giving away access to my challenge, my 30 day challenge. And the promise is get one tip per day from my book, Work Less, Make More, emailed to you each day for the next 30 days. And it's like, are you working too many hours for not enough reward? Take the free work less, make more 30-day challenge. A new technique every day for a month till you achieve the goal. Start now. That's the ad. Now, you know me, you know the book. And this, by the way, if you're listening to this and you want to get this, just go to superfastresults.com forward slash 30. That's what we're talking about here. It's free. Someone made a comment and I wanted to talk you through this comment and my comment back. And then I want to get your reaction to this. This is like one of those YouTube reaction videos. I've never done a YouTube reaction video, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can get some great reaction here. And I'm asking you this because of there's context here. This guy comes from a fitness industry. So I want you to keep that in mind. I didn't know this at the start, but he says, you must think people are naive to believe a comment like this. And so I said, a comment like what? And he said, to work less, to make more. You obviously do not own a small business. If you did, you would see how foolish this comment is. I wanted to say, oh, I can see how foolish this comment is, but I didn't. <laughs> that would be the ideal. But I said, look, I challenge you to read the book. Go through the training. See how ironic your post is. I have founded, run, and coached many a small business, and I look forward to sharing my findings with you. How open-minded are you? And he says, I own a fitness center. We open 5 a.m and trade till 11 p.m., seven days a week. I work 80 hours plus a week. It's similar for many small business owners. So you coach them, interesting. Until you walk a mile in their shoes, you have no idea. Sorry, don't tolerate someone who thinks they know but have never actually done the hard yards. We are done, huru. So anyway, I answered that again. Uh, I'll share with my answer, but I said, I feel for you. 
And as a young man supporting a young family, I worked more hours than you described, and I have walked the miles. But instead of wearing hard work as a badge of honour, be open-minded enough to see that others are not working as hard as you, but still doing quite well. What are those people doing that you are not? They understand leverage, and my training is about leverage, and it's free. So if you continue to slave away, it's because you choose to. I've coached plenty of gym owners and fitness pros, and they are smart enough to pursue information that can help them. And if you don't like someone who thinks they know but never actually has done the hard yards, then do the hard yards and then tell me if it was useful training or not, instead of not going through the training. Don't be that ignorant, unfit person telling the fit person how it's not possible until you try it. Anyway, that's where I'm up to, and I'm sure it's going to keep going, even though he's told me hooroo, uh, which is for our international audience, that's Australian for I'm out of here. Yeah. But as someone from the fitness professional industry, and probably you know the odd gym owner, and someone who works with people on foundations and mindsets, what do you take from this comment? I mean, this is me giving away free training, and he's so invested in fighting me and convincing me that I'm naive and I don't understand and it doesn't work, when he could have just simply just opted in and received an email each day, like with very little, no cost and very little effort. Yeah. This is what we're up against, isn't it? This guy's made a choice. I think he wants to be the victim. I think he's attached to the narrative that it has to be this hard and it would be very confronting to discover that there might be an easier way. And I do get comments like this on my, I mean, there's other ones here, which I'm not going to bore you with because they're not fitness pros. What do you think about this, Corey? There was a lot to get into. And I assume obviously you'd know a lot because you're really, you've done so much research and you're very intelligent for all the stuff that you do, especially with business. You say all the nicest things. (laughs) But it's true. It's what I see. And I'm sure everyone who's listening can also relate. But, um, well, firstly, just like from my own personal perspective, it's like, well, he's got like a negative and a positive charge with who he identifies with. And currently he identifies with hard work as reward, which is probably some sort of preconditioning that he's had in his childhood from either his dad or his mum, probably most likely from his dad or guardian. A lot of the times some traumatic experience with people, just a small one sort of shines through who they are and he identifies hard work, got to make money because I was quite like that myself with my dad. And we ended up getting into like some like damn big fights about it <laughs> to try and like, you know. Do you think that's through. why you started lifting weights? No, not at all. I sort of just when I was really young, I remember just looking at superheroes and I was like, I'm going to be like them. They're like you the are, smartest. You are, literally are. I bet if you put on a leotard or something you would, <laughs> and, a, and a cape, you could leotard definitely. Leotard and a cape. Make sure the nipples could, are hanging out a little bit. Yeah, you could, you could do the Hollywood Boulevard thing, you know, yeah. as a, if you ever needed a side gig, but I'm sure you, you don't. <laughs> I think. But, I think, but you yeah. know, I, I, what I want to do is I want to help our friend here. I'd yeah. love to send him to an excerpt of this podcast where Corey's giving him some good advice. Yeah. Well, like essentially one of the best things is for him to get cleared what he identifies with because first he's going to have like a negative charge in terms of you can't do these things because you have to be hard work. Then a positive charge is he will be proud to identify with someone who does hard work. Like he's proud for that. And like, yes, he should be proud. And you should be proud when you do hard work, but it's hard just to figure out those little things. One thing that I can use is sort of like a tip because to convince someone like that is firstly, it's not going to be something really simple. (laughs) It's going to be like an ongoing, it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of like introspective and talking like type of conversation to eventually get him to go, oh, because he's built up some resistance there. And unraveling those walls, you're really going to have to relate to him with a few different things. But one of the things that I like to talk and discuss with like my clients when they're too super busy, 
they've been working way too hard and stressing themselves out and they don't see any way out is to do the exact opposite, but it's literally scheduling in some time for stillness. I created this diagram and it's one of the first steps of this hierarchy that I have. I've created this hierarchy, like a hierarchy of prioritizations. And the first, it's similar to Maslow's, but updated to be way more modern and Corey Flair on there. The first step- Outwell's hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, got, it's got a ring to yeah, it. It's right there in the back. If you're watching, you can see got, like the little hierarchy there. And that first step right there is like physiological needs in terms of but mind and body, and I've put them together. And I made this circle diagram, which is like an energy flow. And the first step- I'll just really quickly explain it is the first thing to prioritize is stillness and musings, self-reflections. The next one is get good at self-control. The top one is mental toughness. Those three are all to do with mind. From having mental toughness and grit, it's very easy to take the effort to go out and crush something, smash something, go to the gym, get work done, whatever you need to do. The next one is like eating because that just takes up so much of your body's energy and people just don't understand in terms of like how much energy you can actually have when you eat really well. And anything else that you don't eat just is taxing. There's a lot of people that I see that I'm like, man, that person's so switched on and they may be a little overweight or something. And I'm like, if they ate normally, I can tell how switched on they are. They would be so much more switched on that it's scary. When I did the DNA tests and it brought up a suspicion that my body doesn't love gluten and I stopped eating it, I didn't need to sleep at lunchtime anymore. I wasn't getting wiped <laughs> out after a pasta and not understanding see? why. I mean, I used to love sourdough, croissants pasta and they were just hammering my body with all this inflammation and bloat and wind and then just stopping it's like a performance enhancing tip by just removing something that's what this guy doesn't understand yet most of what i prescribe for people is taking things away yeah not adding things he's more than likely attached to the hard work part that you're talking about and associating that with the reward and if you can uncouple hard work with big money it's so liberating, but it's so easy to prove. I can yeah. prove it. I've chosen not to own a gym and I can earn seven figures and work 25 hours a week. Yep. Like, so if I can do that, why can't he do that? Yeah, man, interrupt you just there. Just please, quickly. please get in just there. Getting to the point is when I go, uh, I was just, just to finish off that diagram quickly, the last one after eating is like energizing to re-energize yourself. And then it goes back into the wheel, into stillness and musings again. So it works in a circle. And essentially what I've done with my clients is I had to explain this whole process and map it out because there's a lot of stuff that goes with it and be like, this is how important it is for you just to get in like stillness and musings. Because if you don't, if you're not taking a little bit of time every single day, your body's going to bank out. And there's like, I talked to Stephen Hussey was on my podcast and, and he sort of validated this theory in terms of dopamine fasting is what it's called. And essentially, I was like, if you don't have a little bit of stillness every single day, that's going to build up and you're going to need to take Sunday off, which is why people who work six days a week on Sunday just go, ugh. Or if you work for, you know, a couple of months straight, you're going to need to take a week off and you take like a week of leave. Or if you do a whole year, you need to take four weeks off and you just do nothing that four weeks. I see that all the time with people in business. They're just, oh God, thank God I don't have to work for four weeks. And they come back, oh, I feel refreshed now. But if you can put in that little bit of time What happens, what I've noticed with the entrepreneurs that I work with is their brains go into overdrive because they're not finally thinking all the stuff in their business. Now they're looking at the stuff on their business and their brain sort of thinks all about these things to unravel stuff. And then they get to this like bliss state, like after like, you could say it it just depends on how much backup you have, but some people half an hour, hour, whatever, where they're just thinking about all these crazy things. They write it down. They do all these musings and then they get to this like bliss period where they're like, oh my goodness, all I need to do is this. And then- I've just had like experience with people and they're like, Corey, I've been doing all this work. I've been doing all these things. 
I've made this one shift in my business and I have made so much more money, so much more impact. I have so much more time and I am so much more happy. And it's just all of this stuff that we've thought about and to think about just to get someone there. So, in terms of how to help that guy, I just, I don't know, get him to reach out to me or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll I'm going to send him your details. <laughs> but, yeah. But, and this yeah. is the thing. Look, before my team members would just delete the post if they thought it was yeah. negative. And I've said, no, don't delete the post. So, I want to interact with these people. I need to understand why someone is rejecting free training that could teach them things like what you're talking about, the 644. There's probably just a handful of things in that gym that are super effective and all the rest of it's just time-wasting stupidity. Let me ask you a question. Do you know any gym owners who aren't working 80 hours a week? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so it's possible, right? (laughs) Sure. There's gym owners that I know that own gyms that also own like multiple houses. Me too. I know a guy who owns multiple gyms. Yeah. Yeah, multiple gyms, a computer store, investment properties. So I want to send him to you because I'd like him to get help. He needs some help. (laughs) (laughs) Needs a little bit. Well, it takes a little bit, I think, for people who haven't really understood the work game too much or been fascinated into the business game to actually understand things. Well, they're not teaching this at school and that's why I published my book. Yeah. So say your book was fantastic for me personally. Thank you. But, you know, there was a period there where I was working 100 hours a week. This guy's a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, he's lightweight, baby. <laughs> when I was repossessing cars and having guys pull out shotguns on me, I would consider that difficult work and I found a better way. So when he's saying, I don't know what it's like to walk in his shoes or whatever, he's full of it. I think he's just asking for some appreciation. He's be begging honest. for help. Yeah, yeah he's so begging okay. for it. He's really begging like, for help. He's unconsciously, he's screaming for it, but his ego's got in the way. That's like what's happening. Yeah, and, it's, really and it gets... If it wasn't so sad, it'd be hilarious. But the irony of the irony of him talking about ignorance and naivety when he's literally reflecting in a mirror that exact same attribute. Yeah. So I know that I won't ever get anywhere with logic, but I might get somewhere with a Corey. And that's that's what this <laughs> podcast's about. If I'm not the right solution for someone, I'm more than happy to send someone to the right solution. And I think you are the right solution. It sounds like your perfect customers already recognize that they want help and they're ready to invest in it and to go forward and they can take advantage of your example. You've paved the way for a lot of these people. I think it's brilliant. And you're so polite too. You asked if it's okay to interrupt me while I was interrupting you. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, it's oh, just lovely. you got to do it, man. Yeah, I have to. Otherwise, you sort of come in and, oh, geez. I don't mean to interject. I just get excited about the topic. Me too. So when you're thinking about my audience, and that's, you know, often they're six and seven figure businesses, they're actually doing pretty well. Us over here at Superfast Business, our core membership are kicking butt and taking names. They're doing well. What's your top few tips for someone who is a busy entrepreneur? They're doing quite well. You've given some breadcrumbs already, maybe gluten-free breadcrumbs, but they, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you've talked about yeast and getting some good quality carbs and having some stillness and so forth. Do you have a reset button that you like to give everyone or something to that effect? Yeah, I sort of like do. And that one of the main things that it all comes down to like really understanding yourself. And I know that a lot of business people and who have a lot of success, like understand themselves ridiculously well anyway. But it's always good to get like just a a second opinion or have a reset moment again where you just go over and question everything again because it's very easy for us. Like our bodies are extremely designed for comfort. Now, minds are obviously extremely designed for comfort. So we're always sorting it out. And if we have a successful business, we've got a good life and got all these things. Sometimes it's like comfortable. 
until it isn't. Then it's like, well, what do I got to do again? So I think having a curious mind is obviously extremely, extremely beneficial. But I just do this exercise and it's so simple and anyone can do it like whenever, but it's best to have it facilitated like with someone else so that you're having a back and forth. And that is just asking yourself like, you know, why is doing this work or why would getting healthy be important to you? And then you write down the answer and then you say, why is that important to you? And I know this exercise people have talked about and people probably have done it, but actually sitting around and doing it 10 times in a row, not just five. And because the main goal of it is to get to the point where you sort of realize that it's really beyond yourself. And then you start of sort of just, it gets into a high level sort of thinking where your like prefrontal cortex is activated after like, you know, four or five questions. And once you get to like the 10th question, you're sort of like, holy, like sometimes it can be quite a lot of emotional experiences. I do this a lot with like entrepreneurs and stuff that I've been talking to. And we'll be sitting across from each other and the other guy's like tearing up and I'm sitting there like, man, don't you get emotional? Start making me emotional, goddamn. Like, but it's a really, I just think that's like a really important question. The other one in terms of just like really simple tools that you can get and what you talked about is getting a DNA test. But above that, I would say prioritize what I try to prioritize is get yourself an aura ring. I mean, we're just blessed to live in an age where you can get this ridiculous technology where we don't have to do much. Aura Ring is a sleep tracking software, which tracks some of the most advanced systems. And I know a lot of people who are business owners and successful got some finance success probably have Aura Rings already. And it's maybe start learning about them or even you can send me a message and I'll tell you all about them. I'll show you what's going on and how to actually use them and and what to track. Because if you can track your sleep, like everything that you do in your life will show up in terms of how everything is resetted first thing in the morning, like when you wake up with all the scores on Aura Ring. And it's just fantastic. And that's psychological stress and physical stress. And it'll also show up for like how optimized you are and how much those two, like physiological and psychological stress, have affected you. The next one is to get a DNA test. Like get your DNA test done just to have a look at a map of, oh, this is what I should be doing, this is what I should be doing. And notice that there's a whole bunch of studies and researchers out that show that like performance and success, everything increases within yourself if you're doing everything towards your DNA type by like 60 to 70%, which is ridiculous. Like, wouldn't you like to be 60 to 70% better? Yes, please. The next one is to go face the mirror and just go get a whole load of blood tests done by a naturopath, not by a doctor, go see a naturopath and get a whole bunch of different blood tests done and just go through and let them run them through with you and just tell them what they see and let them tell you what's happening with inside your body. And you'll be able to tell and they'll, and it's just like, sometimes it's not as good as news as you want to hear. Like even myself personally, like my testosterone was quite low last time I got it tested. And I was like, come on, man, like I do all this stuff to try and get my testosterone up. But it's like, you know, I had to face that. Now I've got to, you know, make sure that I'm looking after my stress because my stress was decreasing the testosterone. And we figured out there's a few little different small things there you can do to, to hack that. So that'd be the first one. So definitely get really clear in your wires, like a mental exercise. And I know sometimes like, oh my God, doing that 10 times. But honestly, don't knock it until you try it because it's just, I do it every few months. Every time I find myself stagnant. I'll do that Y exercise. I feel extremely motivated again because it just stacks on layers and layers and layers of motivation. And then I just go out there and start crushing stuff done. It's fantastic. And then, yeah, just staying on top of the aura ring scores, making sure that they're good. If you follow me, I post them up in my story all the time. Like, oh, I got this and oh, this was bad. But watch this. In two days, my sleep will be really good again. And then I get it good again. And I'm like, ah, that's some of the hacks that we got. <laughs> that's some of the hacks. But yeah, that would probably be some of the few tips that I would suggest. As well as if you want to dive a little bit further, just one last thing, we'll just start looking at getting a sleep sanctuary within your room because like people who I find have the financial resources and like I believe myself personally that finance is a resource and if you invest into yourself, 
like someone like Tony Robbins, who ridiculously invests everything into himself, is use the gadgets, get some of the things, learn about them, find the ones that stick with you, ones that when you try different things, you're like, this one sticks, I like this one, then stick to that. And you'll try a few where they won't work and you, you won't stick to them or you'll find them hard, like doing your blood pressure every day or having crazy different lights and biohacking things. Like you, you can do all of those, but just pick to the ones and try a few, find the ones that work with you and stick to them. And honestly, just your whole life is like level of energy and just stuff that you've never experienced before. It's crazy. It's really refreshing to hear sleep coming up again. We've had numerous episodes on this, even with a sleep doctor. It's, yeah. it's like, it's the cheapest, easiest performance enhancer available to every single person listening to this podcast. And it's good to hear different generations talking about it as well. It's great. You've taken the Toyota five wires and doubled it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's an amazing tool to diagnose almost any problem in business. Yep. And when you apply it personally and then go deeper, you can get very emotional. I like that yeah. so much. I remember learning a values-based selling technique that focused on why is that important to you as being one of the phrases that we talk about when we're making a sales transaction. Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've done the blood work stuff with Anita on a previous episode, Anita Chaperon, and I did all those panels of bloods and found out lots awesome. of interesting things. You really have this stuff at your disposal. And it's right there. Well, it was only a case of getting someone to prescribe the tests and then go and get the pathology to do it. And then you get the results. I mean, it's all there. So let's take advantage of that. Yeah. Corey, you've been so generous. I appreciate this very much. This is episode 868. I've been chatting with Corey Beltwell, a young dynamic coach who's a fitness expert, health expert, and clearly strong in the mind game. You can check his podcast out. Uh, I was one of the guests. I don't know what episode number that was, but we'll link to yes. your show in the show notes. And yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thanks so much for having me on, James. It's been an absolute pleasure. Always love chatting with you. So yeah, thanks for that. We should do it more often. If you've got any questions yeah. for Corey, then reach out to him. Let him know you heard him on the Superfast Business Podcast. If you want him back, tell me what you'd like me to ask him on the next episode and uh, we'll continue this discussion. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Okay.